Gentlemen, how are we doing this week? We are all here at the same good. time. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's been like a month. The stars haven't aligned in a good, oh, yeah. good long while. Some sort of like like what is that? One of the one all when all the planets line up. What is that mm-hmm. called? I can't. Uh, solstice. Absence mm-hmm. truly does make the heart grow fonder. Ooh, and it's like t- it's like the four people. It's like the four dudes from Family Guy, except except you know like Cleveland isn't there. It's just not you know no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's three. Wait, never mind. Yeah, no, no. It's just I don't want to be Quagmire. Please don't make me be Quagmire. Clearly, if anyone's Quagmire, I I would never. He, hmm, I would never call you Quagmire. Let's put that that way. No, I don't think I, anyone would ever call me a Quagmire. But if anyone is going to be accused of Quagmirery, it's probably Quag- going to be me. Quagmiritude. Yeah, like Quag- I, I I laughed a lot at Dear Diary Jackpot. That's an all-time classic for me. And it's a terrible, horrible joke in retrospect. Moving on. It's okay to laugh at bad things. That's how you stay sane. Yeah. No, you're right. So we're all here. We're all here. And now we have nothing to talk about. It's well, like, no. Oh. Okay, speaking of bad things, I was trying to think of a segue for bad things. But what? Speaking, oh. speaking of bad things, I had the worst host the other day in Stormville. I'm still doing that. I'm up to 325 rune arcs and like 3.8 million runes. Jeez. And I'm I'm leading this dragon's guy through... horde. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just uh, decided to see how much I would level up if I just started leveling up with those. It would get me uh, 80 levels, <laughs> which was less than I thought. But it gets the, once you get to the point where you where you need like 100 grand for a level, it goes through a million pretty fast. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm leading this guy through Stormville. I forget his name, but what stands out is I lead him around to this point where there's this really, really high ladder you can climb. And at the top of the ladder is is just this talisman. It's uh, I think it's called the Claw Talisman. And what it does is you do like 10% more damage when you do a jump attack. So it's pretty handy for certain builds. But I show it to everyone, because everyone should know these secrets. Uh, so I show this guy, and he goes up the ladder. And when the host goes up the ladder, I, I do patches squat. And I just sit there waiting for the host to come back down. And I'm sitting there waiting. And he gets to the top of the ladder. And you can hear, and you can, uh, you get the runes from him killing a couple birds up there, because there's a couple non-aggressive birds. And then, you know, he, he gets the thing. And then he leaps off the tower and slaps into the pavement in front of me and dies. <laughs> Damn. please tell me you have this like recorded somewhere i don't think i well, i think i might have recorded that one oh. but but then i put down my summon sign and i get summoned again and it's the same guy and uh and i know Bad at you no <laughs> no but given where we were and what we had just accomplished the next place we want to be is on a rooftop just below us and you can jump from where he summoned me down to that rooftop as long as you're running and you jump from this point. So I walk to that point and I jump and I jump and then I start running and I very clearly am using the running in circles around him and then I go and I fling myself off the point into space and gracefully just manage to land on that rooftop and not fall to my death. Is run speed unaffected by Uh, encumbrance? I I don't Uh. know if that's true. But, but even at heavy encumbrance, like I, I have the heavy role, which I've never done on any character. I have to do on this character because she's so low level. Um, but even, even with that, 
I, can still I, do it. I and everyone, and thus everyone, can make the jump, as long as you're running. And so I run, and I land, I turn around, and I look up, and he leaps off the thing and falls to his death, because he's obviously <laughs> walking. I am then... So I put down my summon sign. <laughs> the same guy summons me again. We're back up there on that same spot, and you could fling yourself off this roof to get down there, but given that we've established that that may not be wise, there's another way. So I wave to him, and I start leading him in the safe route. I notice he's not following me, so I come out just in time to see him leap to his death again. He had to be trolling you. I had don't to know. Be. I don't know. But... He, def- he, de- he definitely died three times in my presence. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go like watch some Amy Schumer or something. <laughs> my love of now, sketch comedy. He can't choose who he nice. summons, right? He just he just uh, puts on a summon sign or mm-hmm. or he, just, he, he, he summons. Does he choose who he's summoning? Kind of, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I put down my summon sign, I don't choose who summons me. You can yes. if you use passwords and shit like that. Um, but what the summoner sees, and I've only seen it a couple times because I'm usually the helper, not the helpee. Um, what the summoner sees is you activate this thing called a furl, furled finger. Okay. And if you're standing next to one of those stakes of America, Alex, I oh, think yeah. that's what, yeah. You know, yeah, one the, of those the resurrect pools. things. Yeah, one of those summoning pools. Well, not the resurrect things. This is a different thing. It looks, it looks very much more like a T than the, anyway. Um, it's a little case T for time to leave. <laughs> yeah, you have to activate the summoning pool. And once you use the furled finger, if there's anyone in this region of the map, so like all of Limgrave or something, in all of Limgrave who has also activated that summoning sign, and they could be overall all the way on the other side of Limgrave, but if they've activated that summoning sign and they're still in Limgrave and their levels and weapons line up with yours within a reasonable margin then you'll see their summoning signs. And when there's a lot of people that line up, you activate this thing, and it like it blooms out from the from the summoning pool. Oh, so you can choose. Okay. And okay. you walk up to a sign, and you can see um, like a shimmering version of the player. And so you can see what armor they have. You can see what weapons they're holding. You can probably see if they're a caster, if they're a sword and board, if, if they're like a barbarian like me. Um, so to that degree, you can choose. And if you summon me once and you see me again and then the person summons me like obviously i'm doing a good job it, it, it yeah. feels nice it feels good <laughs> but yeah so the host the host can totally have some degree of choice in summoning the the summoner the summonee is just like i'll help anyone and then you'll get summoned by like you know this guy we're just not getting the work done i'm sorry so yeah that was bad controller didn't work. I don't was know. Bad. Right. Any, anything else bad that we can segue into? No, it wasn't. It was. This was user issue. It's user issue. Yes. Okay. okay go on. Well, I have something of, of kind of poor game design. Okay. So, what is this Metroidvania? Uh no no no. I'm not even going to go into that. I I actually want to talk a little bit. One more little story about Sniper Elite Five. Oh, okay. So we had mentioned last week that Sniper Elite Five basically stole that invasion idea from from software. Okay. Where. You can you can turn it off, but if you leave it on, somebody can invade you and be the opposing German sniper. And I'm like, you know what? I finished the single player part of the game. I want to do one invasion and see what it's like. So, so you I invaded in- a guy. Oh, so you invaded I, a guy. Ooh. I invaded a guy. Okay. And the way it works is you start on probably opposite ends of the map. I don't know. And for the first several minutes, it's just you know standard sniper like sneaking around trying to find each other. The difference being is that. If any of the other German troops are alerted, 
I can kind of see on my map that you know this person is looking here and this person is looking there, but I never I never find them. So like three or four minutes in, you can then use these telephones spread around the map, and you can basically call in and say, "Where is the other guy?" I'm paraphrasing, okay. and it gives you a general area, but then that also reveals where you are. Ooh. So I do that. I'm like, "Where is he?" And he's he's over here. I'm like, "So I now I need to move." I head towards the is, and it's a you got beach on one side and a bunch of bunkers on the other side, and I. I see him, like, over there looking, because he knows I'm looking for him, and he leaves his sniper's nest and runs down. I'm like, okay. Fields of tall grass between us. He goes into the tall grass. I go into the tall grass. My plan is to flank around behind him, and I lose him somewhere in there. I don't remember remember where. Now, when you're playing by yourself, your character will talk to himself. Okay. Oh, look at these bunkers. I should take care of these. But, you know, very stoic thing. Hmm. And I would assume that that would just be for the other player. But no. Out of nowhere, I heard out of my right speaker, oh, those bunkers should really be taken care of before I'm done. It was like the, the huh? his observations from the single-player game. He said it out loud. So wait, like your invading character said it? No, the host. So then you could hear where he was? Yes. <laughs> and th- did this allow you to kill him? Yes, because I saw, I turned and looked, and he, he stepped out in the road, and as he walks past me, I jump out and I knifed him. <laughs> Didn't even fire a shot. Knifed him, it ended, the guy ended the game, I'm like, I'm not going to equal that again, and I didn't do it a second time. So, but I just thought it was very interesting that I could hear the other character talking to himself with lines from the first, from the single player game. It's pretty funny. It apparently, is but it's, yeah, it's apparently, well, no. Uh, apparently the um, the this invasion thing is rife with bugs because the invader can use camera mode, which Ooh. allows you to basically fly up into the air like a drone, fly out over uh. the whole map, find him, and then go back. So it's kind of buggy right now. A little bit, a little bit. I don't think I'd indulge in that too much. I did it once, and that was enough. It was enough. But yeah, the, um, the Metroidvania I was talking about. So... We can all agree that Hollow Knight has been copied many yes. times from from has little games. Hmm? Death Junior yet? Have I, I haven't played Death Junior yet. No, or not PC, Death Junior, PC. Death Inc. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Have a nice death. Sorry. It's yeah, it's PC, PC only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it has been it has been copied many times, all the way up to the um, the the second um, oh shoot the Microsoft exclusive one. Oh, Ori. Uh, Ori. The second yeah. Ori picked out it picked up on it. Okay. So. Eterna is how they call it. Eterna Noctis. And they actually say that in the game. Isn't, is not that the cyberpunk one? No, it's it's hand-drawn high fantasy. And it might as well be Hollow Knight without insects, but with hand-drawn people. Okay. I mean, the way it moves, the way it plays, the way you level up, the way you, what you, you lose things when you die. The, the, I mean, the way everything works, it is literally... Hollow Knight. Okay, you've sold me so far. Yeah, no. Well, this sounds so, like pretty good. It it is good. So the basically the the overarching story is is that the God of Chaos creates the universe, and he's actually okay with it. He likes it the way it is. And you know, on Earth, people divide into two teams: Team Night and Team Day. And there's the Queen of Day and the King of Night, and they're at war. And Chaos doesn't like the war, so he makes the Queen of Day and the King of Night immortal, but forces them to fight each other. When one of them dies, they are cast down, thereby losing all their powers, and the next cycle begins. And this has been going on for millennia. You are 
the king of night or the nightmare king or whatever you want to call him, and he just lost, which fully explains why you land in the land of the dead and have no powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a it's, it's a fancy way of explaining that. But I I don't I mean, if you were to sit down and watch this thing, you're gonna look, wow that's that. That's like like Hollow Knight. I mean, you you with your standard sword, you have an upswing and a downswing. Remember in Hollow Knight when you like jump and swing down, you can balance on enemies. That's yeah. there. When you do the upswing, if you swing up at a guy, it kind of pushes you back down again. It's that's there. You uh, you pick up gems and you can only change gems at fast travel locations. That's the same. Uh, when you die, you don't lose your money, you lose your experience, but it just sits in your soul and you go back and find it. And I'm, I'm going to say this doesn't look quite as good as Hollow Knight. No, the the art is not as good. No. It's not. No. But in, in pretty much every other way, it's it's very similar. The art is fine, but what this thing's, what its selling point is, or detracting point, depending on, on how would you think of it, is that it has Celeste levels of platforming. Okay. If not Yeah, I think, I think I watched the trailer for it and was like, hmm, hmm. And then yeah, I saw there, some of that and I was like, nah. There are, I mean, I haven't gotten all the skills yet. Just like just like Hollow Knight, the double jump, it hides from you. I don't even have it yet. I, I mean, I put like three, four hours into this. I've got a dash and a triangle jump, and that's about it. Well, the I really, know that the if, really hard platforming in Hollow Knight was just like the secret ending shit. Yeah, this has stuff where, I mean, already with just a jump and a dash, there are comical amounts of spikes. <laughs> just everywhere. Yeah, it's And you've got this Knight. one little thing you can land on. So that that's that's this thing's that's its twist or its catch and and it's it's okay so far. I mean, mostly because in Hollow Knight, if you die and you die again, going back to your little stash, you lose it, right? This one you don't. It's still there. So the death penalty is mostly an inconvenience, not an actual penalty. Hmm. Yeah, but you but, gotta go through all this platforming to get to it. Uh, yeah, but the checkpoints are. I, I want to say generous, like 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 the places where you can fast travel and make changes to your gems are are very far spread apart, but there are enough little signposts that you walk past constantly that it saves there. And if you die, you go back to that. If you die, if you die falling off of, it's about now I've got five pips of health. If I land on some spikes, I die, and you're started pretty much back at the most recent safe spot. So if you've gone through like half the ridiculous platforming and then touched some spikes, you don't have to do all of it again. You're mostly where you left off. So if it you sounds, die, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're enjoying this game. It's fine. I Eternal like it. Noctis. Yeah, Eternal Noctis. It's. I mean, Metacritic has it about a seventy-five, which oddly enough is about exactly right. It's fine. the The art is not as good as as Hollow Knight. The music is. It, it's like okay, here's Hollow Knight, and I'm I'm putting my arm way up high for the listener. You know, and it's 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 on a pedestal. It took me a while to get there, but I understand now. Here's Hollow Knight, right? And, and Ori is not there, but it, for me, it's close. This is like a few steps down. It's still good. I am enjoying it Just way a few. more. I am enjoying it way more than that last Metroid game, Metroid Dread. Like, way more. Yeah, people really stopped talking about that. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't that great. It annoys me to no end that you can dig this and not a Souls game. There's no that death penalty. Kind of there's, there's there no is, death penalty. There, there's no death penalty in a Souls game. You just walk back there and get your Souls. It's what the if you die on the way there? Then be well, better. But if you die on yeah, the way see, here in this, you don't get your XP no, back? No, you do. If you if you die and lose all your XP and it's sitting with some black wings there, it's kind of this little round glowing thing with black wings. And if okay. you die again trying to get back there, uh-huh. it's still there. Oh. You just, have, you just have to get to it again. And if you can't, you can go back to Charon and he'll, he'll retrieve it for you for a 10% for, fee. 
Well, that's quite forgiving, fair enough. It is. No, it, it's... Hollow Knight it's... was not that forgiving. No, it was not. And you agree that it was better than this? So again... I agree that Hollow Knight is a better game than this, yes. I agree that Hollow Knight... Ground Gears, Ground Gears. Just little round nubs where gear where gear should be. What, what are you talking we're, about? What, my no, gears I are so grind. With you. My gears are so grind. No, but my gears are grinded. Not that you don't agree. Okay, I'm happy you agree that Hollow Knight rocks because it does. Yes, we all agree on that. it took me several. It took me like a year to come around on Hollow Knight. But part of how it rocks is the exact same fuck. It's like no. It's like you've decided. Uh, what I forgive, what I don't forgive. I don't know. It's like you've decided you really like rock and roll, but not like. Punk. The progenitor of the genre, you know? So, Hollow Knight, we've agreed, has a very inverse difficulty curve if you're not doing the weird post-game stuff. If you're just playing the main game, Hollow Knight is more difficult in the first three hours than it is in the rest of the game. True. This doesn't have that. This is saving the bullshit platforming until I get a little more, a few more powers and a little more health. Because I haven't hit any of the truly ridiculous platforming yet. It's also massive. I've heard it's 40, 50 hours long, oh, wow. which which fits in with Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, I mean, I did yeah. just the main game stuff, and it took me 40 hours. Oh, that was sizable. So, so, you know, I, I am in, enjoying it as a solid double-A Metroidvania that is a little on the difficult side as far as the platforming goes. Looking at that gameplay makes me want to, uh, makes me want to check out Salt and Sacrifice. Oh, there you go. Like there is, there is a new one of those for me right now. I could check it out. That would mean not playing Elden Ring. I know. Can you do that right now? Well, there's a part of me that... I know that if I go to... The problem with enjoying Elden Ring as much as I do is I go into any other game and it doesn't matter how good the presentation is. It, nothing I'm doing feels consequential because, I don't know, it's kind of harder to fail in like any other game and plus when I'm doing it in Elden Ring someone's watching and they know how they know how easy it is to fail ah and it's, it's you need the audience now it's a performance kind of kind of like if I get summoned to the cliffside in Stormvale what it is is Alex do you remember this uh, this wooden walkway that goes up the side of a cliff on the outside of the castle and at the mm-hmm. top of it is a guy walking back and forth and if he sees you he brings up a horn and goes and then him and two other guys storm down the stairs and will destroy you. Do you remember this? Oh, I do. Okay, so check this out. So people, when they summon me, sometimes are reasonably frightened of these stairs. Right. Now, beyond these stairs, there's two guys sitting there. They're, you know, they're, they're peons, but they will attack you. And then just up the stairs inside, there's a bunch of barrels. If you walk into those barrels, the barrels are about to be hit with a firebomb by guys on in front of you and to your left, up the stairs, further up. Um... And if the firebombs hit the barrel while you're in there, it'll one-shot you. Because the firebomb damages you, the explosion of the barrel kills you. Just, you're dead. You're dead. So hosts, if they've gotten that far, should be reasonably concerned about that area. And then at the top of the stairs, there's a locked door with a, uh, uh, a banished knight in it, it's called. And it's guarding a key. And that knight can bug out if you've opened the door but not killed it. And your allies will be unable to harm it. Anyway, so a host will summon me to that point. And I'll bow to them and just run up the stairs. <laughs> and it's just a dash to this guy, wham! A dash to that guy, wham! A dash to the two guys at the base of the stairs, wham! Run up the stairs. Uh, Bloodhound step through the explosive barrels, destroying them as I whoosh through them. 
do two of those, run finally up the stairs to do a swinging strike into the one on the right, dash again, do the one on the left. I just... It's like... Ooh, you know what it's like? It's like uh, being a character in Groundhog Day. Like, uh, like you know how uh, Jake at the wedding in um, uh, Paradise? Palm Springs, Alex? I didn't see it. Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Okay, well, part of it is... Well, the the uh, sort of Groundhog Day Yeah, thing. Groundhog Day. Yeah. He, like, I'm at the end of Groundhog Day where I'm walking up to this person and just kind of moving them out of the way of this bird that's about to shit on their head. Like, I'm, I'm doing that just dancing through Stormbell, and it's fucking awesome. I worry that it's boring for the host, but it is efficient and effective. Well, they learn where everything is. They, they get a little it. break. They, you, they wouldn't... Somebody, if they didn't need some help, I'm guessing. Exactly. Hmm. But at the same time... Am I ready to wake up? Maybe. And hear a different song in the morning? Am I ready to turn around and see Andy McDowell? (laughs) It's a reference to the end of Groundhog Day. I know. And and it's just like, Andy McDowell, okay, yep, yep. (laughs) That lady that was really big in the 80s and just kind of stopped. No, she's been around. She's done, I guarantee you, Andy McDowell. I guarantee you she's been in a sizable movie in the last two years. Andy... She's still working. IMDB. Yeah, and uh, her kid is getting big right now. Hmm? Uh, the one who was Mama in Death Stranding and the the cult member who tries to seduce Brad Pitt in um, Once Upon a Time in L.A. Oh, yeah. She was in a TV series called Mage. She was in a TV series called Mr. Mayor. No Man's Land, Wireless TV Series, The Dress-Up Gang, Love Struck. Love Struck. Four Weddings and a Funeral TV Series. They did what? Oh, no. yeah, she was she was the evil she was the evil uh, mother-in-law in Ready or Not, one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Available Seems free on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, Samara Weaving. Oh, that that hide and seek one. Yes. She was in that? Yes. See, I... She was she was like the, oh, the it's got a great cast. I just think of her. I think of her hair more than I think of the rest. Yeah, of her. she always yeah. has that long, that long hair. black hair. But uh, yeah. it's, it's like black with like streaks of gray in it, as I recall. She also on um, the leftovers. When was the leftovers? Leftovers was like 2016. But then I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, I haven't done a control ad for my. Anyway, moving on from Andy McDowell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex, have you been playing video games at all? My God, I have actually played one or two. I finished Forbidden West, finally. Mm. And you have finally. not done this, David? I have still not done this. No spoilers. I honestly didn't think it was that long. Um, it, it It's good. It's good. I finished it. It's an open world game, which I finished, which is more than I can say for pretty much the last four Assassin's Creed's. Good looking. It's it looking real good. How so, far did you get, David? We need to talk about this. We may need to dismiss Chance briefly because... Oh, fine. Okay, I'm gonna... Because I need to talk about the ending. Okay, ending is... Take or off, lack thereof. Okay, take, take, oh, it off, no, take it off no, my no. headphones. Take it off my headphones. It's way better ending than the first game and I'll explain why. So, all right, is he gone? Okay, he's gone. He's gone. So, the whole, like, the real enemy is still out in space coming bit. Come on. Halo got away with it for way too long. Uh, But also, no, like, it 
it paid off what the space CEOs are all about. Well, it also it did, and it, and it got what's his face. Um, the, not he's not the good guy or the bad guy. Um, silence. Yeah, he got silence to stay. It's like, oh, he's not a terrible person. No, but he, I don't. He, he did a good job with him being kind of gray. But Carrie Ann Moss turning on her and like attacking her. Well, she's kind of. It's kind of a. I liked how she saw her, her like one, like paramour in her genetically, and it was just kind of like inherently selfish relationship from the beginning. Like she's playing me, but how? And I like how that paid off. And it's 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 a weirder, more interesting motivation I've seen for a villain in a while. I didn't mind it. I understand, but I just it feels like. It almost left it too open of how they're going to handle the third one. I mean, are we going to go full sci-fi now? Literally, there's like a, I don't know. I kind of like the way nanobots. I mean, I kind of like the way uh, space CEOs looked. That was an interesting (laughs) style. Yeah, I like those little uh, liquid metal squids. Oh, they're they're robots. Yeah, yeah. But they're all dead now. Yep, all of them are dead. Because somehow Silence figured out how to beat their shields mm-hmm. on his own. So, I don't know. Well, they were, we're probably gonna... We're not going to get the third one this generation. It takes too long to make these games. I can't Does remember. it really? I don't know. I mean, the last one was PS4. True. This one's PS5. It only took three years. Uh, I suppose. Maybe, maybe they'll use the same thing. But the way the setup is, if they just make another open world game, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Why is that? Well, because it, it it sets up all this like actual sci-fi space stuff, like hard, like 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 spacefaring nonsense. I mean, how is Aloy going to fight this? I don't know. I even know what it is. The the leftover souls of whatever the space well, it's, it's, did. It's the Reapers. It is the Reaper. Yeah, I mean, know, just you know, change out the word for everything. Change out Nemesis for Reapers, and we we've got Mass Effect Three again, but with uh, robot dinosaurs. Uh, Okay, actually, I still had dinosaurs. a real good time. Oh no, I did picking off robot dinosaurs. That yeah, never I'm not gets complaining old. about the actual date. Loved flying on that robot time. albatross. I didn't do that that much. I didn't use that. But it looks so good. I love the solar wings. The material well, textures and everything looks so. Good. That whole ending credit sequence when you're flying on that. Yeah, was really like, cool. that was like pretty. revisiting areas and realize how big the world actually is. <laughs> was pretty cool. I thought the game cheated. I thought it showed you three fewer uh, nodes you could get that were actually in the game. I hate that. Pet peeve of mine. <laughs> you show me six, you know, musical instruments that need to wake the windfish, and you only give me four. I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. DLC. That flower on the back of the yeah. back of the uh, the cave. Yeah. It shows you all the nodes you got. Like, well, I'm missing three gods here. What the fuck? Well, they're be still DLC. gone. They're still gone, and then one of them escaped again. Yeah, I know. I feel like they ran out of time, but man, that facial animation was good. Which was the one that... Because uh, Gaia tried to merge with... Hephaestus? Hephaestus, yeah. Hephaestus yeah. got away. He's gone again. So somehow Hephaestus is going to be part of... Because Hephaestus is like non-centralized. He's everywhere and nowhere. So they have to somehow get him back involved to fight Nemesis, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about a game that's not going to be out for years. I mean, is it just me, or do you hate cauldrons? I hate cauldrons. I don't mind them. 
I, I don't, I mean, I think a cauldron is the only place that ever bugged out on me with something. <clears throat> All right. Cease your prattling about the end of her. Prattling is ceased. I think we, we prattle enough. I'm coming yeah. back in. Yeah. Put on the headphones. Right. I give it a B minus. B minus. A B minus? Yeah, I it's get really repetitive again. towards the end. But the way and the character deaths harsh. I thought were ham fisted. The way it handles like character arcs and 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 lower kind of tier characters, Alex. I thought that would blow your mind. Well, I mean, you haven't finished it. You don't see how like some of these arcs are kind of like yeah it takes some wild swings a couple i like a couple i don't some i don't know i have my i have my quibbles but overall very good game glad i played it and finished it nonetheless Mm -hmm. that's true have you played anything else yeah, I am trying to not get Diablo Eternal by playing Torchlight 2 again. Oh, fuck. Why would you get Diablo Eternal? I won't. I, I will not do that. I'm Why? just going to scratch this I don't this understand. Itch. Like, have you been watching videos of it and it looks hot or something? Is that what's going on? No, it on? doesn't. It, it looks like a real casino. It's like a mobile game. Whole, yeah. <laughs> it defeats the whole purpose of Diablo games, which is to be a fake casino where I don't actually spend money. <sighs> and I just remember that Torchlight 2 ran great on a controller scheme on the PS4, so... I am streaming that for my PS5. There you go. Did yeah. you did you end up putting that pre-order in on the Steam Deck? I did. Oh, when's that happening? Um, it's been about a month now. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that when October rolls around, I may or may not get one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I had to uh, act fast. Right. Hurry up and wait. I got my. I switch. do find it. I think it's interesting that there are games coming out now saying like deck tested or deck approved or something like that. Oh, man. Alex, I guarantee you there's a torchlight on uh, on Switch. Oh, I know. Well, then play that. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, torchlight 2 isn't. I checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the current Diablo Immortals current user score mm-hmm. on... Metacritic has actually improved slightly. Okay. Like what? For a little what while, it had a point two five. Oh. Is it up to point three? It's at point four actually. Oh wow! People are turning shields, around. Shields Good. are coming in. Good. Good. The uh, wow. the meta score for critics is at a sixty two. I mean, hey, they give it a chance. Yeah, I saw. And that's a lot. actually been going down. I saw a lot of weirdly positive headlines about it. It'd be a, like I hear a lot of it'd be a it'd be a decent game if it weren't so freaking expletive exploitative exploitative expletive if it weren't so freaking expletive fuck yeah exploitative how about it no what, it, what exploitative exploitative, exploitative yeah. is what you're trying to say yeah. uh, I rewatched the fantastic Mr. Fox the other day and every time the characters would swear, swear do you remember what they say you cussing at me <laughs> I'll cuss with you <laughs> I'll cuss your whole family. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta uh, give that one another <laughs> shot. Okay, so you haven't played that. Mm, I've been watching a lot of fun stuff. Like what? I watched all of uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Okay, okay, so this is a series of shorts. Series of shorts? Are they CGI or anime? Or a lot of them are. A lot. Okay, you know, like picture um, like a mid twenty twelve. Yeah, picture Animatrix, mid-2012 video game opener cutscene. Imagine that, but like 20-minute sketches. Okay. Well, I do like the word sketches. Like, these these are like 22, 23 minutes at the most. The longest one is by David Fincher himself, who usually just produces called uh, 
and maybe my favorite, uh, yeah, definitely my favorite, called uh, Bad Traveling, where uh, you got like a 60-something looking uh, first mate that has to take over after a, like a sentient evil crab like burrows into the hole and starts making demands. That's awesome. Yeah, I know, and Troy Baker acts the shit out of it. I had to look him up. He's like, who was this? He was a really Troy good Baker. fucking captain. Troy Baker acting his guts out. It kind of, for... like, every time you see Troy Baker in an interview, he's so um, Will Smith, um, Tom Cruise-y, that mm. it makes me hate him. But he's, but yeah. Then, but, then you, you're, but then you hear a great fucking performance, it turns out it's Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of got that Tom Cruise like, why are you hawking NFTs, but man, why why do you got to push it? But he's so good. He is so good. Fuck. Okay. Oh, it's a great Cthulhu story about an evil crab hmm. and mutinies. Okay, you know what? And democracy. Your, your emails did not sell me, but now you have kind of sold me on checking out Love, Death, and Robots. At least Bad Traveling in Season 3. Yeah. There's like, okay, Beyond the Aquila Rift was the first really good one. I, I, you'll see the twist coming, but the reveal is still so good. It's worth it. Did you listen to last week's episode? I did not. Okay. In last week's episode, I described for Chamberlain a sketch in the first episode of the second season of That Damn Michael Che. Mm-hmm. And you hadn't heard it. Shit. I wanted to add an addendum to the discussion on that. Never mind. Well, I've heard it. Okay. Here's the addendum to the discussion. I was thinking, why do I find that sketch so fucking brilliant? And I actually came up with like an insight that I would have liked to have read on the AV Club if they were doing shit like that these days. But I was like, wow, if I were writing a blog, that would have been a great aspect of a blog post. And here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason... Okay, so in the sketch, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm, Sorry, I'm, I got, I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah, that... I'm, I'm going to get the script out. I wrote it down for last week. <laughs> have you watched the new um, Kids in the Hall? Yes, I have. Mm. I like Doomsday, Doomsday DJ. Okay, here it goes. <clears throat> okay, so picture a short black man in a brown cowboy hat and a karate gi. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he says, Howdy, y'all. I'm Sensei Arthur. And this, hee-yah! And, and hereafter, every time I say the word hee I need you to picture this man kicking a woman in the stomach and the woman flying across the room and slamming into a wall. <laughs> and this, hee-yah! Is Arthur's abortion dojo. And the woman stands up, <laughs> hand on stomach. Thanks, Arthur. Business was pretty rough after COVID. Hell, it was pretty rough before COVID. But one day, this pretty little white woman came in here and said that the great state of Texas outlawed abortion. And I said, what's that got to do with me? And she said, kick me. Now I'm selling karate kicks at 40 bucks a pop and business is booming. (laughs) This woman, this like, you know, professional looking woman, I do not have time for a baby. Problem solved. Four weeks. Six weeks. Ten weeks. It's all ragu in the end. Thanks. And then there's a bunch of stuff about how dangerous it is and how the women are like consenting to it, even though Arthur says, you know, no one wants to hear that shit. I was wondering, why <laughs> yeah. is this is this slapstick, skip, slapstick sketch that is on its face slapstick violence against women? Why do I find it so fucking hilarious and brilliant? And the reason it is, is because it's pointing out that the laws themselves are inherently violent against women and forcing women into situations where they have no choice but to choose violent, potentially dangerous outcomes for themselves. And that was the whole point. Oh my god, it's in the first brilliant. place. It's actually that's not bad. That's not bad. It's fucking brilliant. That damn yeah. Michael Che. I think it's the best. And I, yes, I have watched the new season of uh and it made me go back and watch the old seasons of I like, started start go back and start with the first season of Kids in the Hall after you finish the new season. It's, it, it, a lot of it holds up. It holds up really well. Except for the blackface. The blackface did not. I just Ooh. fast forwarded that. But, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of it does hold up. 
And uh, yeah, I got to that sketch. Kevin, why would they get Kevin to do it? Or Scott. Sorry, it was Scott. Why would they get Scott to do it? Um, ah, chicken lady. <laughs> uh, Alex, have you watched the first three episodes of season three of The Boys? No, but I have finished Stranger Things. Okay, and I was going to bring that up with the bad when you were talking about how these are really nice, tight, short episodes for uh, Love, Death, and Robots. That wow, Stranger Things sure can't say that shit. No, they can't. They sure took Str- their sweet fucking time going Str- nowhere. Stranger Things four is was fucking boring, and mm-hmm. I stopped watching after like episode three, four. I don't remember. I spent like probably two and a half hours with it at least. It was worth sticking with, I would say. It feels the like exclamation it's, points it's, are worth the. The long valleys. I was fast forwarding through a lot of talkie scenes. Oh, really? I will say that. But you, there might have been so much exposition that you missed that explained shit that would make later. No, shit not really. I, I, I was good. <laughs> that was absolutely fine. Someone, someone on Twitter suggested. Uh, is it Steve? Is Steve the guy with the good hair? Steve Harrington. Yes. Yeah. Stephen Robin is the best friend. Yep. Okay, I would totally watch a series that was just them trying and failing to get with girls. And being in a different shitty part-time job every season. Oh, yeah. I would watch that show. Um, the rest of it was so fucking boring to me. Like, the part where Eleven tries to use her powers on the bully and then fails. Like, my skin crawled. I don't know why. I just really wasn't digging it. Yeah, that one got... Uh, mm, that It does end up paying off all the stuff in the tank. But it does end in a villain monologue in which... And that's when I realized it's said more than four times in literally eight minutes. It is painful. So I feel like my instincts were wise on this one. I mean, I enjoyed it. I still give this also a B minus. Way too long. You could have cut almost an entire episode. But I did like the new cast. It's been a long time since I had a pothead be actually kind of funny and an engaging yeah, presence. I, I liked I liked that guy. I really didn't like the leader of the D and D kids. Knew no, he would try it a little too hard. Yeah, it's a bit much. <clears throat> it's a bit much. Not only that, but but his reaction, his bullying reaction to the kids when they ask if they can push the date, like you was... can't you can't just say no and explain that it's not fair to the other guys. Like it was like a bully energy power move. Like I didn't like it. It's wait, 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 cult, wait, wait. cult leader for sure. Yes. Was he the DM? Mm-hmm. Yes. That explains it. Yeah. What, DMs are dicks? DMs, they, they would have to no, be. No, D- DMs are very difficult to find. And they know that they, what they can get away with. What if a, what if a scorekeeper ran for political office? Well, you know what I saw on streaming that was really, really very quite good? Mm-hmm. And you go into a new season of The Boys on Amazon Prime worried that it's not going to be that same lurid indulgence that it was in the first season, you know, or the second season. The second season was still pretty solid. Well, look at you. Alex, have you watched any of The Boys Season 3? I have not. Okay, so I'm going to describe the first 10 minutes of the Season 3 of The Boys. Picture a high-end party in a beautiful apartment way high above the city streets. You can already picture it. There's all kinds of women here who are probably models and or prostitutes of some caliber. Or, sorry, sex workers. Um, and through it, stride all these superheroes. And everyone in this one room is cheering because the Ant-Man of the boys' universe is naked and miming that he's fucking a Barbie doll in Barbie's dream house. Um, Ant-Man is the, 
the hero from the Marvel movies that can shrink at will, hmm. as, as we recall. This one can do it without the suit. He's naked. And so, so you know, he finishes up. Everyone cheers. And then his lover comes over and says, that was so hot. I want, I want, like, I want you inside me or something like that. And he's like, you do? Yeah, okay. So, uh, so, okay, then, okay. so then we go, then we follow them into the next room and they do some coke. And his lover takes off his clothes and he goes, okay. And the, the Ant-Man guy gets up on a coffee table and, uh, and shrinks down to like microscopic size. And his lover lays his dick on the table. And Ant-Man walks up to it naked, jumps up inside the urethra, and starts walking down this hallway of flesh. All right. And the this lover is, is like... sounds like a South Park episode. He's like, oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. I want... Like, what, what is the thing way back at the back that you have to go through the butt to get to? The prostate. Oh, yeah, I want you in my prostate. And so oh, he's walking. And, so he, he, and so he's like leisurely walking down this guy's urethra while naked, stroking the side with his hands. And the guy is loving it. And and he kind of, he has like a, you can tell he's got a little bit of an itch in his nose, but he keeps on walking. It's going to be fun. He sneezes and immediately returns to normal size. His oh. lover explodes at the crotch. At this point, our protagonists enter the room and catch him at what he's just done. He tells them, I'm sorry, but I can't let you leave. And then they realize that Ant-Man intends to kill them. And even though Ant-Man is kind of a humorous concept, uh, his fighting powers are, you know, pretty effective usually. So there's a drawn-out fight, like, throw down, knock against the wall, fight scene with this gore-covered, perverted (laughs) Ant-Man. And uh, he's throwing them around the room, and then one of them finally traps him in a baggie of coke as he shrunk down and shakes it up really, 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 really hard. And that's how they subdue him. And that's the first 10 minutes of the boys season three. You know what? You got me. I know, right? <laughs> oh, fantastic. In a very specific way, but fantastic in that way. I mean, I, I didn't see that shit coming. Right. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it for you, listener, but okay. All right. This scene that you just described yeah. is awful in every way. Um, I just found it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It is, it's on YouTube. It's like Termite of... Man. Termite Man blows up guy from the inside. Scene. The Boys season three episode one. It's not awful in every way. It's oh, it's no. It, it, it honestly, this feels like a South Park bit because I think it is a South Park bit. I don't. Remember I think that. there's one of them where you're inside somebody in the, in one of the South Park. Let games. me wings. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yes, it was. It was probably a bit in the games, too. There, no, it absolutely was a bit in the games. Anyway. Um, Alex, what? Oh, yeah, no, you got trapped in Mr. Slave in the, in the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're trying to find things. You're like, why is this here? Like, don't ask questions. So, <laughs> What is the unbearable weight of massive talent rated, Alex? Uh, it's got to be an R, right? Oh, really? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I thought you said you had. No, I have not. Last night... I watched uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and you said you mm-hmm. were going to. I tried to. Then you got outvoted. I got outvoted a movie night. Because Pedro Pascal is just that dreamy. That, and she's a, she, her friend's a really big fan of Nick Cage. And look, it is fun. It's, I want to see it. I was it's, like, I considered it before I saw that Everything Everywhere All at Once is a bit. It winks a little too hard at itself, and there is a CGI young Nick Cage that is kind of the devil on Nick Cage's soldier. Yeah. <laughs> To be the movie star he knows oh. he has to be. But oh. like, oh no, but I want to be a good actor. Good actor? You piece of shit. You need money. You need money because you're a fucking wash up piece of crap. Oh. 
but it's like a CGI younger version of himself. It's like almost it's kind of intentionally bad. It's a little too smooth. No, it's okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Nick Cage making fun of himself and Pedro Pascal being kind of a weird, defeat, rich weirdo. What I saw, the scene I and they saw, become best friends. The scene I saw that sold me on this is um, uh, when Nick Cage is being paid to hang out with this man, first of all. But they grow so close that at one point, at one point, like, one of them is trying to get the other one over the wall, a wall, but one of them can't make it. And so there's this long, tearful goodbye where these men, like, pledge their eternal love for each other. And then one of them lets the other one go. And there's, like, screaming. And the one lands on the other side. And then the one on the... The one who let the other one go walks around the wall six feet down the way and goes, hey, okay. And I was like, I'm watching this. It's I got to see this. It's real good, dumb fun. Yeah. yeah. With good performances. I don't know if everything, everywhere, all at once is dumb fun. It doesn't. No, it's definitely trying to say something. Have you seen it? I, I just, I know enough about it. Okay. Well, um, it is. It's kind of interesting that it's trying to say it specifically about Michelle Yeoh through a character who's definitely not Michelle Yeoh. It's really, I love that aspect of it, actually, now that I think of it. But, Do you know who her, the husband part was written for? Was it written for this guy? Mm-mm. Who? Jackie Chan. Oh, that would have been He good. backed out. <laughs> well, that would have been good, too, though, but the guy no. who does it does a fantastic it's short job. Round. Yeah, like he's short round? It. Yeah. And, and he's been, because of what happened to him as short round, he's been out of acting for like 30 years. Like he really consciously. Understandably. Said, I'm never doing that shit again. And yeah. He came back for this role, to do this role. And he, he absolutely nails it as the henpecked husband uh, who has a quiet strength that m- ends up mattering quite a bit. Um, Michelle Yeoh is. Michelle Yeoh. Uh, She's woman, Michelle Yeoh. The woman who plays her daughter is is fantastic. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as as the bad guy uh, is monstrous. It's wonderful. Um, but here's here's the nutshell version of everything everywhere all at once. Listen, I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't think I have it available. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to do it off the top of my head, and I probably won't do it justice. Um, I laughed more and harder at everything everywhere all at once than I remembered I could. I laughed more and harder at everything, everywhere, all at once than I have at any full season of any sketch comedy show in the past two, three, four, five years. Um, I laughed my ass off at this movie. I was really amazed by that aspect. In addition, this has some of the zaniest and craziest fucking action you've ever seen in your life. Like, the action that makes you not miss The Matrix 4 or what The Matrix 4 could have been. Because we got this, and this is better, this is good enough, (laughs) this fills that void in your heart. And then you've got a story that by the end will make you well up. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the best movie I've seen in a long fucking time. And I'm really glad I purchased it for $20 off Apple Store. See, that was the thing. We'd have to buy it for 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, what, what, what would you spend to go see it in the theater? I spent Yeah, no, two people was less than 20. Ex- yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you can make your own mixer. Exactly. And you can fucking pause it. It's the theater experience, but posit- more positive in every way. The only thing you don't get is like seen in your in your fashions, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't need that. And so I'm gonna throw. Oh, out, I made pulled chicken nachos once. It was so good. I'm gonna throw hey. out just just two scenes. One of the things, one of the aspects of the movie, is that Evelyn uh, Michelle Yeoh can summon or can recall the skills, gain the skills of a version of her from an alternate universe. And at one point, she summons the skills of a um, uh, one of those chefs 
who like use the knives really really fast and flip shit up in the air and flip stuff on the plates. You know those guys? Mm-hmm. I yeah. Know, I don't remember what, what that. Benny Hani chefs. Yeah, Benny Hani. Yeah, that, that Benny Hani chefs. Yeah, that kind of thing. And she'll she gains these knives, and in that kung fu sequence, she's able to overcome her foe. But then later, she's like having breaks where she slips into the mind of that version of herself. And is told that, like, you're not doing good enough. We're going to give start giving your shifts to Greg. And she looks over at this white guy who's just doing an amazing job. Cut forward to, like, halfway through the movie. We once again slip into that Evelyn in the Betty Hanna. Mm-hmm. And she, and our original Evelyn was trying to explain how people from, or soul, basically consciousnesses from other dimensions can leap into this one and control their host body. Someone leapt into her husband and tried to explain the nature of this to her. And, like, used his body like a puppet, basically. Um, and she was trying to explain it to, your, to her daughter. And she was like, it was, it was like in that movie, uh, Raccoonie. You know? Yeah. Where, where the guy had, like, the raccoon on his head. She goes, are you talking about Ratatouille? She goes, no, Raccoonie. The guy had a raccoon on his head. <laughs> and she doesn't remember this at all. Anyway, later we jump back into Betty Hada Evelyn. And she busts into the kitchen, turns around, and there's the white guy. And on his head, a raccoon. And the, nah. and the raccoon says, she's seen too much. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is the best time I've had at the movies in quite some time. I thoroughly endorse it. 20 bucks, easy. 20 bucks, watch it again. Oh, so good. This is so good. So good. You're the second person I've heard that this is just an actual... Like amazing experience. Um, I, I don't know if I have left you with that impression that I feel quite positively about it, and that I endorse anyone like anyone who's able to see an R-rated movie. Go see it. If you're too young, ask your parents. Don't sneak in. Or at so least get enough. Jackie... Probably because the character was. Well, maybe Jackie Chan wouldn't do it because Michelle Yeoh has been his sidekick in fucking everything. Yeah, and I'm—I've—I've I've heard there's some uh, okay, some kinky shit in here. Some maybe kinky. Uh, oh, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, not, it's not for kids. It's rated R. Right. No, and I'm thinking R. maybe I'm Jackie saying... Chan didn't feel like being a bottom. <laughs> no, his character never does that. Well, not that I remember. Hmm, that must not be him in the still I saw then. Anyway. I don't know what we're talking What are you about. Googling? Come on. I mean, d- this is just production stills I've seen no, in reviews. There's, there's... <laughs> I, no, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. But uh, I'll, I'll spoil Rakakuni. <laughs> Rakakuni. <laughs> but no, uh, this is an absolutely fantastic fucking movie. If there was any part of you that wanted to see The Matrix again and could just get blown away by action and heart and... And in this case, a lot of comedy. Uh, oh, fuck, man. You've got to see this shit. You did not like Resurrections, I take it. Uh, no, I did. I actually quite did. Oh, okay. Um, I understood. But you saw it? Matrix Resurrections? With the le- the latest one? The, the fourth Matrix? We've discussed that on this podcast a lot. I, I will go to bat for that movie. I quite liked it. Okay. That might... All right. I, I, under- I understand that it would ding a lot of people's sensitivities. And there's a lot to complain about if you whatever your idea of what a Matrix movie should be, but that's a part of the point of the movie, is that whatever your idea of what it can be, it's, it's not fucking possible. The only way to make one, to make the Matrix, where everyone's happy, is if it's called the, the Catrix, and it's just a bunch of, you know, cartoon cats in the Matrix jumping around, kung fuing each other. 
Everyone. Well, that's called Keanu. They made that. Everyone would love that. <laughs> All right, I found the uh, <laughs> she's seen too much scene. Oh, of my, okay. No, fuck. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Don't stop doing this to yourself. What? This is the scene I had time for, and now there's. She just walked out of the restaurant and took his head off. Stop and... spoiling shit. Stop spoiling shit. I didn't spoil, well, I know, I didn't I just... spoil anything beyond this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Animal control. Okay, you gotta stop. <laughs> to let him see hot dog hands. Stop listening to him. Go into this movie based off my recommendation or word of mouth or whatever. Check it out on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's absolutely excess. It's not Rocket. No, okay, no. we have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Fine. You know what? Yeah. You inspired me to spoil it. No, I'm not. Spoil what? I just talked about raccoons. No, I was going to keep going scene. with with the raccoon line. Anyway, do do you believe this caused a googly eye shortage? <laughs> no, but the googly eyes are, are a great bit. That's actually all I've got. Googly eye shortage. I got I got so many plays of the game on Zenyatta the other day that my brother was like, "Man, you just fucking play the game machine tonight." I'm like, "I know. It's really good." Killing the supports because our DPS can't. Channeling Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, a little bit. One there of the one of the things that um, that everything everywhere makes you reflect on is that wow, aren't we lucky that we live in the universe where Michelle Yeoh got into dancing and then kung fu? <laughs> <laughs> Are we lucky we got that Michelle Yeoh? And not evil dictator Michelle Yeoh? No, not Michelle Yeoh who, who married the guy she fell in love with in high school and ended up opening a laundromat. This, like, p- part of part of the point of this character is she is the one um, who never went off and lived their dreams. Did anything? And, yeah. got, and got good at anything. She's bad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So does that mean it's time for headlines? Well, headlines? Michelle Yeoh has been in sixty-seven movies. Yeah, I believe it. I, I need to get Hong it. Kong is a is a mill. I wonder if Apple Store has Super Cop too. I want the one where she drives the coffee can't be stopped. <laughs> I want the one where she drives <laughs> the bike onto the train. God, I don't want to see Hot Fuzz again now. You want to see what again? Hot Fuzz. It's it's probably been a while since you've seen it. I've seen it too recently. I saw I saw World's End again like last week because like the one DVD I still had and we didn't have Wi-Fi yet. I, just, <laughs> I have I still have like a decent library of DVDs, but they're DVDs. I, no one wants. Them. See, the, the satisfaction of a hard copy is half the reason I want a Steam Deck. I want an always offline one terabyte collection of my favorite Steam games at any time. That's comforting but, but to me. Isn't Steam always offline? But it has to do a check once a month. It, it's it's a once a month check. Yeah, I want something yeah. permanently offline. And Steam, you, you, with Steam Deck, you can put something on there and never have to connect it to Steam again. All right, that's what I'm gathering. Oh wow! They have those things. It's called a Switch. Yeah, well, I can't play Dark Souls two on the Switch. So here we go. So I was just looking at Michelle Yeoh's filmography, and I, I somehow I just learned that Netflix made a sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What? Oh, K with Michelle Yeoh in it. Okay, yes. but is she like? But how big of a? It's cast the right? same character. What's okay? I, but but if she's just the character who gives the sword to another character, and then we never see Michelle Yeoh again, it's not what we're talking about. Um, I don't know. Okay, what, I don't what, know. What's but the name she's the, in it. What's the name of the movie? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. Twenty sixteen. 
and and okay, it well, came she's, out. She's the first named star. Yeah. And Donnie Yen. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, this must have been absolutely awful if we didn't, if we didn't uh, like twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh. six point one on IMDb. Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because it's kung fu movies in and of themselves aren't. Um, <clears throat> they're a really easy genre. Oh, that's to know, why. To okay, go, I'm oh, watching it's just another one of these. Okay, that's why. Holy crap! What did they cheap out on it? What did they do? Uh, no, no. So. Crouch Hanger has its issues, but all the wire work is just like, it's wire work. You can tell it's wire work. It looks like wire work. Yes. In this little trailer here, I saw several issues of, oh, let's say the Hobbit level of, of CG. Okay. Yeah. That's it looks a little bad. too soap opera. Yeah. Well, no, it, it looks just poorly laid out. I'm, I'm talking about Legolas jumping up, falling pieces of stone. Remember that part? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, just, I like yeah. I like the one where he where he rides up the elephant and shoots it in the back of the head and then slides down the trunk. Yeah, that, no, that, that, that kind of holds up King. in a fun way. That one's Return of the King. It holds up. That was still a good movie, whereas the Hobbit ones are bad. This looks like the Hobbit too. I just figured out Laura has the whole extended edition. I I mm, I want to see. I've the never watched. Again. Wait, of what? Of the Hobbit or of, Lord of, of the all Rings? all the Lord of the Rings. So the yeah. Lord of the Rings extended editions are absolutely worth the four hours each it takes you to watch them. It yep. actually is. Yeah, I don't quite like them. <laughs> Um, I never bought the extended versions of The Hobbit because they were bad enough as long as I don't need to see a longer version of that. No, no. I watched them once. Now I'm good. I own them. I don't think I've ever opened the package. I would pay double a version of The Hobbit trilogy where Keeley lives at the end and gets with his old lady. Aw. It still sticks in my there are very explicit scenes. You created a character just to have... Oh, I just had that happen. Fuck you. <laughs> I this just I am chance as a thing for elf dwarf porn. There we go. No, we did not, not. No, we did not, not need okay, Kratos the orc. Actually, I didn't mind that aspect of it. You didn't. No, I like the ice flow fight at the end. But if you're going to make these two characters and make us care about them, and then you kill Keely, mm-hmm. Keely dies in the book, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. But if you're going to create this lady. You could also create that he doesn't die. <laughs> this is true. You're not beholden to that shit. How many times does Tolkien need to roll over in his grave before? Anyway, I like how we got um, uh, Radagast and still no Tom Bombadil. Like <laughs> Jackson's still like, no, 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 no. fuck him. The guy in the shit. He must just. Yeah, that, that that's Radagast. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean it's time for headlines? Yeah, now I don't know why we're complaining about The Hobbit again. I think I brought it up. I, I will watch the extended fellowship any fucking day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I just came across a clip on YouTube and just like the Hobbit theme, it literally like like makes me have feelings. Oh yeah, that's, just, that's an odd thing that, for me. Just the just the da da Oh the Shire theme, yeah. Yeah, the Shire theme, yeah. Just I mean, just that. I'm like <gasps> but you know. Okay, but I was th- right now, I mean I don't know when I started doing it, but if I were to watch Lord of the Rings right now, Lord of the Rings right now, I think I'd be like, wow, everyone is white. Yep. Like everyone. And it didn't bother me at the time at all. Just like Star Wars for it got political. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> people in Star Wars. You made it political. <laughs> From day one. <laughs> okay. 
Lando's been after your lot, your your ladies. Oh, he's one of the so, good ones. So I'll say that aspect. Okay, but if we're if we're talking about the PCness of Lord of the Rings, I'll say that aspect of it. Maybe okay, pernicious. But name me beyond a uh, notable recent example: the unbearable weight of massive, massive talent. Name me another movie that is really on its face, uh, a big blockbuster love story between men. Frodo. Yeah, and and um, I, I know there's that joke, but Goose and Maverick. Yeah, exactly. There are a couple. There are a couple. Uh, I also think of Pineapple Express. But, oh yeah, but yeah, in, yeah. In Lord of the Rings, and this was very much in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. This was written into the original books. Was these uh, these uh, ostensibly straight male relationships in which guys weren't afraid to say "I love you." When did Nothing we... ever dampens your spirits, does it, Sam? Yeah, when did we get rid of that? Wouldn't that be healthier? If, uh, if, I think the 80s. If, yeah, if straight mate, I don't know. I don't know when it occurred. It certainly, yeah, it certainly happened prior to my lifetime. Um, and I like that example of male relationships in Lord of the Rings. So, could use, you know, perhaps a broader tonal palette, but uh, there are some positive things to pick up in Lord of the Rings. I don't know if Peter Jackson's allowed to make movies anymore. No, he, he he can do whatever the fuck he wants, but he just wants to do documentaries. Okay, but he also did that Mortal Engines one, which made uh, negative money. I, I, didn't hate, I didn't hate Mortal Engines. Um, it, it had its place. <laughs> like, that, that place is kind of like the bargain bin, but still, for one of for you know a certain kind of popcorn movie, it was fine. It was very much a YA genre type movie, but it was fine. Um, has anyone watched that uh, that documentary? Get back? No, the, I'm thinking of the Judys or the J- the Janes, the Janes that HBO just. Put oh, out. apologies. He didn't actually direct Mortal Engines. No, he he just it's, produced. I think. Yeah, he hasn't directed anything big since since The Hobbit. He really? did Get Back, and then some Adventures of Tintin thing in 2027. Let's get Good back. Good lord. Get, get back, back is the Beatles, Beatles documentary oh, he did. Yeah, I I I watched all of I, I think I watched all the part one and I just started part two. I just got away from it for some reason. It was really good. But you have to like Beatles music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was okay. That was the Disney one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on Disney Plus right yeah, now. Yeah, I started and didn't, didn't get too far with it. I had a, it. Was, it was very, very good background stuff for me. It was, it was a few other headlines. I'm just trying to see if any of them are... No, none of them are entertainment headlines. <coughs> but, All right. But today was a pretty busy day, and a couple things came up between the time I wrote up the headlines. And it was time God. for the podcast. And the difference in time was like 40 minutes. So, mm-hmm. headlines in entertainment news. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and the unbearable weight of massive talent are available now on video on demand. Uh, worth it, worth it. Way cheaper than a trip to the movies, folks. Recommended. Miss <clears throat> Marvel's first episode has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Alex, did you indulge with Marvel this week? I did not indulge with Marvel this week. I did. I watched it. What'd you think? And if you want a show that is like exactly as good as Hawkeye, here's the next one. Okay. Okay. That's what I got. Um, so mid. <laughs> yeah, kind of mid, but but the thing is, I like Hawkeye. Um, I was enjoying it. Um, I I've seen in the comics that her hand grows like rubber, and I don't know if in the comics it's because she has this bracelet, and that's like all her powers are tied to the bracelet. Um, but her powers in this are like, it's it's like you know how uh, how Green Lantern can like summon shit out of green light. Mm-hmm. For her, it's like that, but it's like 
blue light crystal. Hmm. And that aspect of it, for some reason, I find really disappointing. Like, the special effect for powers, I'm disappointed by. Everything else is, yeah, good enough. Okay. The actor who Ooh. plays Kamala is, as, like, she is, she is herself a super geek. And she didn't, she, she went and, apparently she went and auditioned and had no intention of actually getting the role because she's not an actor. She never really wanted to act. She just wanted to go in there and shake hands with people who make Marvel movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> and somehow. That's, see, the thing is, that's that, who the character is. Exactly. That's literally who the character is. Exactly. So, so I, I quite like that aspect of her, and I wish her every success. Um, <clears throat> also, I noticed in the first episode, I'm going to butcher her name. I apologize. Anjali Bimani, voice of Symmetra in Overwatch, plays a minor character in Miss Marvel. She's like this lady in the store who's like, well, this other girl went backpacking around Europe for a season and she'll never find a husband that way. She's like, what are these people? <laughs> Whatever, this is nice to see her. <clears throat> Not a joke. A Joker sequel has been greenlit, like a sequel to the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Great. The title is Joker Folia Deux, which translates to Madness for Two or a Shared Madness. That's going to cool. be about Harley. Um, okay, but I was thinking about that earlier today, and who would we cast as Harley opposite Joaquin Phoenix? I really don't want it to be Margot Robbie. I want it to be, like, Lena Dunham. Uh, like, I want it to be, like, a casting, like, that you have to go, what? And then see it and go, oh, wow, that really works. Like, it needs to be a, it needs to be a casting as fucking batshit as Joaquin Phoenix is. I never actually saw that movie, and I don't think I missed much. You didn't. You know what? If there weren't the, uh, like, I mean, she, she's not even that wacky a casting job. But if it weren't for the age difference, I would say Samara Weaving. But, hmm. but no, I want someone who's like 40. Because Harley, before she meets him, is already a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she needs yeah, to be well. at least 40. And uh, I'm sure they're great fucking actors who would be great for the job and none of them are springing to mind. Only, you know, <laughs> Thor's an Exactly. We're all drawing a blank. This is horrible. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah. Samara Weaving. She's great. Oh, there's so many other great actors in the world that I think of. Okay. <clears throat> Ta-da. Word is Ted Lasso will end after the third season. It was always planned this way. Okay. okay. I don't want you to go. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for two more seasons. The fourth season begins on July 12th. What network is that one? Uh, uh, FX. 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 Okay. Um, but I wonder if the third season is going to pop on Disney+, Plus because they've got the first two right now. So once the third season starts, will they put up the fourth? Either way, I'm probably going to have to buy this on a, off Apple TV, because I do love that show. Um, listener, go to YouTube and type in Man vs. B. And click on the one that has the Netflix logo. Oh no! Yeah. This is a trailer. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a trailer in which um, you see Rowan Atkinson, and he's in court. Uh, and well, and list- you haven't seen Rowan Atkinson for so long. That's just kind of a relief. But in, but in, but immediately seeing Rowan Atkinson is awesome. And then they list off all of his crimes, and his crimes are like yes, it is. Don't grow. And he's like, you know, you see him like destroying a television with a hammer and like doing all kinds of wacky shit. And, you know, you have destruction of property, you know, wanton violence, blah, 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 blah. How do you, how, how do you explain this? Well, there was, the, there was this B. <laughs> and it's this, it's a series, apparently, about a B tormenting Rowan Atkinson into destroying a house that he's house sitting. That doesn't, 
dear either of you really no not in the slightest i don't know how you drag that out for more than two hours i really don't uh i can't wait to find out i'm hyped i'm hyped for man versus b it will only be good if on the series finale you find out that there was no b Hmm. brain tumor okay (laughs) i think we're going (laughs) this this, i feel like this show is going for a a more lighthearted tone than that that's why it'd be a wonderful swerve. <laughs> the idiotic re-release of Morbius ranked raked in less than eighty-five thousand, giving it an average of about eighty-two bucks for theater on Saturday night. That's so funny. They thought people were talking about it because they wanted to see it again. No, no it was Morbid so time. bad. It was funny. It you was don't. Such it's an Morbid amazing time. example of Gen X or, or or boomers completely misunderstanding of internet. Oh, yeah. Just yep. an amazing example of <clears throat> it's It's morbid time. The Gotham Knights game made sure to make clear this week that they are not in any way associated with that new Warner Brothers TV show. That's fair, because it does not look good. Well, the game looks great. No, the game looks fine. The, that, that show looks like a JCPenney ad. <laughs> Ooh. <clears throat> in Overwatch news, the Overwatch news segment of the celebrated Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast is now really mostly just about shitting on Blizzard. Because it's fun to do. It is. Well, it's not fun to do it. They deserve it for horrible reasons. Yes. Uh, for example, I saw estimates earlier in the week that it would take $110,000 to fully kit out your character in Blizzard's new Diablo Immortal, Alex. That's grotesque. And figured that seemed a bit high, so I wasn't going to write it down for the headlines. Then a streamer, a Twitch streamer, spent $10,000 on loot boxes in Diablo Immortal and didn't get a single legendary item. <sighs> Dude, Whew. that's that means harsh. They don't, exist. they don't actually exist. They're just, you know. <laughs> like, there's greedy and there's just cackling laughter of a mad god. <laughs> I just I can't imagine Microsoft's going to allow this to go on once their buyout finishes. Uh, let's hope not. Or do they care at this point? That has coded been... greedy little hands all over it. Yeah, it does. Uh, NBC News this week described Overwatch in an article thusly. A year ago, Murray wouldn't have dreamed that his son could get money for college by playing Overwatch, a kind of digital Dungeons and Dragons with laser battles. Whoa. That's that's offensive on how wrong it is. so deeply offensive. But I'm like, how would you describe it to someone who'd never seen a video game? (laughs) It's a five-on-five versus... Where the objective is to either control points or capture the flag. I like it. Yeah, that's terrible. Remember Parks and Rec? Uh, And like the NPR stand-in show they had. (laughs) And it's just like, the guy makes like, I can't be in like two places at once. I'm not Batman. I just want to remind viewers that he is referring to the children's costumed uh, superhero Batman who... Dresses up as a airborne mammal to fight crime. Thank you. There's sound in the background. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so earlier today, did either of you gentlemen watch Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest live kick? No, I'd rather I, not. I saw trailers start popping up, and I went through the trailers and watched a few of them, mm-hmm. but not all of them, and was not terribly impressed with anything but one, maybe two. Actually, two looked okay. <clears throat> In order to maintain journalistic integrity, I watched this entire show. Oof. 
hoping. Are you on Keeley's payroll? No, hoping. <laughs> uh, one of the tweets I liked earlier today was was just a little Hollow Knight putting on his clown nose and clown wig. <laughs> in anticipation <laughs> that maybe we'd see something like Silk Song. And you knew that Sony was going to be there because there had already been that leak of The Last of Us Part 1 earlier in the day. So that kind of gave me hope that maybe we'll get some Ragnarok news or something like that. Anyway, here's what we got. <laughs> Ragnarok news. <laughs> they, re- they revealed uh, Guy Alfred Street Fighter 6 right off the bat. Looks good. He looks fine. Looks yeah, I, I I prefer reuse continued like revisions because it looks like Gal but with a beard. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, they showed Aliens: Dark Descent coming in twenty twenty three. Nah, looks pretty mad at me. Uh, then they showed a new trailer for like a red band trailer of Callisto Protocol, which was like the same trailer but with none of the gory shit cut out. Hey, it's more Dead Space. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. I just love at one point he starts stomping on a corpse. I'm like, yes! Give <laughs> you stomp that corpse. to me now. Dead Space back. <laughs> and then he accidentally walks backwards into a fan. And that animation was grotesque. It was fantastic. Yep. Uh, then they showed some Call of Duty, which you didn't pay any attention to. Wait, wait, hold on. Is it a new Call of Duty or is it another remake? Because I thought there wasn't a new Call of Duty Modern this year. Modern Warfare 2. Which is, is, is but remake. Is old one? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I stopped paying attention a long time ago. Um, okay. They showed another Call of Duty. It looked exactly like Call of Duty. Uh, then they showed Flashback 2, which I do have a lot of nostalgia for, but I didn't even look because I couldn't imagine it would have been good. No. Hang on. I remember someone asking, like, which Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is this again? And someone was like, the third one. <laughs> Flashback 2 teaser. Well, it's, a, it's a 50 second teaser. Yeah. Why am I on microids? What the hell? Thirty years later. No, this is see. No. Uh, oh God! It literally is just flashback again. I thought they're just doing something with the IP. No, they're just making flashback again. Oh, without the rotoscoped animations. Yeah, it's it's yeah. wow. No, this is not what you should do with this IP. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then they showed Witchfire, which I didn't write down anything about. What's Witchfire? Oh, good. I'm glad that didn't get canceled. Uh, it, it, I watched that bit of trailer. It looks very doomy. Oh. Which I'm fine That's with. fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. Uh, then they showed a sci-fi horror game called Fort Solace. Mm, didn't watch that. Didn't make much of an impression. Then they showed a sci-fi horror game called Routine. Yeah. Which didn't make yeah. much of an impression. Um, then they brought up The Rock. Uh, Always good to see The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson standing there shirtless in his gym. Talking about how mm. bad it smells in his gym. And then okay. he talked about how happy he was to be playing Black Adam in the upcoming DC movie. And I'm pretty sure there was a trailer or something. And uh, then he you know, invited people to enjoy their games. So one quick side note with that. Black Adam is an evil character. Mm-hmm. He's not the good guy. He kills people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if The Rock can do that. He can totally do that. It's just Shut up, bitch! This. Is he going to but do that? But the fact is, because The Rock is playing him, um, we've never seen him play that villain. Okay, but the, the question is, is The Rock going to play Black Adam? Or is The Rock going to play The Rock playing Black Adam? Um, yeah, that kind of is the question. But I think that uh, it's it's not stunt casting, because he wants to play the character. Um, but if no, he, and he if looks, he, he's the right look for it. But if he Maybe. understands the character... He understands that this could be brilliant casting because The Rock has only been cast as a hero. We're we're like conditioned to see him like a hero, like we're conditioned to see cops as heroes. 
You know, a cop mm-hmm. shows up, it's like, oh, thank God you're here, Officer. Dwayne The Rock Johnson shows up, you feel even a little bit better than that. <laughs> yeah, you, well, he's bigger. he doesn't shoot you. Yeah, because yeah, he's bigger. And he can definitely handle the situation. You've seen him do it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, if you cast him as a character who you anticipate is the good guy, and then give it that turn at the end, then it will be really effective. Because you really weren't seeing that shit coming. You felt like he was going to be a good guy. See, the plan, I, I believe, I read some of the plan for him, is to end, eventually end up opposite Shazam. There's another Shazam movie that's already been filmed, I guess. Oh. It's done. Oh, yeah. And Black Adam's not in that one, but he, the plan is for him to be in the next Shazam movie. Because Shazam versus Black Adam is like a thing. It's like kind of Superman versus um, Bizarro. So that's 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 it's it's that's what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. Then they showed uh, Outriders is getting a re-release DLC called World Slayer. I thought Outriders like crashed and burned. It was not very... as badly as whatever the hell the Bioware thing was. I've already forgotten the name of the Iron Man one. Anthem. Anthem. Thank you. I wasn't tr- making a point. I honestly forgot what it was called. <laughs> that's almost worse. Yep. Then there was a really bad CGI cinematic for a movie called Stormgate, which looked really bad. It was just all just like a, a really bad cutscene. But then you were told, it's a new RTS game from ex-Blizzard devs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I wish you'd show me some gameplay. Because yeah. that actually sounds kind of neat. Uh, then they showed something called High Water. It's an indie coming in 2022. It's an adventure strategy game. They showed American Arcadia, which I've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. Your life, your life is televised and you're on the run because uh, viewers have decided you suck. Mm. Then there was a Goat Simulator trailer that initially looked like um, the Dead Island 2 trailer. It starts with a guy <laughs> in a boardwalk listening to kind of that same beat, and then he switches to a different song as goats destroy everything behind him. It was great. Okay. Uh, then they showed some Midnight Suns. Uh, CGI that, was really gameplay. That's all for Alex. He can he can do that. I'll check. Out I will. I will do that because it sounds like this is the last fucking game coming out this year. I give a shit about. I will totally check out Midnight Suns if it gets decent reviews. Uh, it is coming out October seventh, and Spider Man is one of the people you can get. But the trailer showed like there's like this, the mother Lilith, the mother of demons, is like coming, and your Marvel heroes heroes have to defeat her. But in the trailer, it showed her like going up and corrupting um, Venom. And turning Venom to her side. Now Venom's got like these awesome demon horns. And at the end of the trailer, he shows up with like Venom, and uh, it looked like um, the bad guy from Justice League, Steppenwolf, mm. and uh, Hulk, Hulk with big demon horns. So it was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of neat. Kind of like that. Then they showed gameplay from Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course. Yay! I will play that very much. How long has it been since Cuphead came out? Apparently, this is like a full-on sequel within the game, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's. I mean, at this point, it better be anymore. It's its own thing. So this is good. Uh, Neon White is out June sixteenth. It's like a uh, super anime thing. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Fight Express is. It looked kind of like a low-rent brawler, like a super indie brawler made by one guy. It didn't, uh, oh. didn't pull my skirt up. Wow. Keely, come on now. <laughs> uh, then they showed Warf- DLC for Warframe. Ah, people still play that game. People exactly. love that game. It's people st- love that game. Yeah, it's still got its community. Like, I, I have tried to play it eight times. I, I, <laughs> I wish the Overwatch community would have it. Uh, Honkai Star Rail from the Genshin Impact team. 
Mm. Uh, I, d- I didn't even get the genre on it that, but then they showed Zenless Zone Zero from the Genshin Impact team, um, <laughs> which was clearly like an anime brawler. And so, if you're gonna get me to care about a Genshin game, like that was not a bad way to do it. The right place, yeah. But I've tried a little bit of Genshin Impact, and I don't trust them. We to... both tried that. Yeah, and I, that was and bad. I don't trust them to do good action. It was, it was bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then they showed that Casey Jones, another additional character, is joining the Shredder's Revenge roster, and Shredder's Revenge will launch on Game Pass. Sweet. You fucker. I'm, I, I, was, I, I was thinking of actually buying that anyway, because it looked really good. Just like a fun, you know, sprite brawler, but I'll play it for nothing. I I'm fine with that. I kind of wonder if, like, I hope there's online multiplayer for that, because if there is, I kind of want to give that a shout out with my brother. Uh, it'd be fun. And there's gotta be. One would hope. Uh, then they showed, a C- like, a full CGI, no gameplay trailer for a game called Super People. Which actually looked kind of cool. Like it made me wonder what it would, what the gameplay would be like. But then they didn't show gameplay, so I don't really care. Uh, then they have DLC coming to humankind, cultures of Latin America, and <laughs> it's going to have a release on consoles soon, apparently. Humankind. Yeah, it's like a strategy game oh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it broke Luke Plunkett's heart. That was a tough review to read. Oh, that's. You could have been great. It came out six months too early. Why? Oh, well, maybe it's. <laughs> Maybe it's good now. Maybe the Maybe. console release is fine, yeah. I like uh, Diablo. Uh, then they showed One Piece Odyssey coming 2022 to everything but Switch. Uh, I wish people who enjoy One Piece nothing but the best. Uh, Shin Megami... For their several thousand episodes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shin Megami Tensei Soul Hackers 2 is coming August 26th. Uh, genre on that? RPG? Yeah. Action? I didn't yeah. see this. Something? Yeah. Okay. can't remember the last time I liked a Shin Megami Tensei found was it four or five i found five really disappointing yeah uh, yeah five was disappointing yeah. uh then they showed capcom arcade stadium too yeah uh mm-hmm. but you might want to check out chamberlain metal health singer <sighs> i did actually a me- so, metal rhythm fps with a demo available mm-hmm. on all platforms now i downloaded said demo okay and here's the problem it fights tooth and nail against literal decades of FPS reflexes because it wants you to pull the trigger on the beat and you don't pull the trigger I mean you you, I can't tell you how difficult it is to have a shot lined up and then not pull the trigger and wait for the beat now the beat is relatively it's fast so it's not here waiting long but I played through it. I mean, I went through the whole calibration thing. I did all this stuff. I, I made it a couple minutes in. I just couldn't. It felt it felt like I had two left feet. It felt like it was there, but just kind of wrong. Like, like my glasses were like, like okay, someone so, switched the... So what's the penalty for shooting not on the beat? Uh, you do significantly less damage. Like 50% or 25%? 25 Maybe less than 25 it, it really wants you to get this stuff on the beat. Because you build up score multipliers, the music gets better as it goes. And, I mean, it's just it's built around this conceit, and I respect that they did that. But I honestly think that I just I may be too ingrained in just shooters doing a specific thing to do this. Which is a shame because they got good they got Surge Tankian in there is from. It, is it uh, good looking? Ah, uh, it's a double A. It looks okay. So it looks okay. I've seen some things I, that say the quarry is good looking, and then I see some trailers of the quarry, and I'm like, who are these? What are these people talking about? I'm sure the quarry will look just like all the other stuff, and it'll be okay. Yeah. 
they showed a big long trailer for the quarry. Actually made it look kind of decent, but it's a full price. Yeah, it's probably a lot longer than all the other ones have been. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a sequel to uh, Before Dawn, Until Dawn, mm-hmm. Before, Before Dawn. No, Until Dawn, Until Dawn. Yeah, uh, Until Dawn. Then they showed Nightingale, which is like an open world. Uh, it looked like kind of Eldrick punk, uh, sur- first person survival. It looked like first person don't starve kind. Oh, I was supposed to look it up, but you said it that way. Now I don't have to anymore. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like I, I didn't get anything in there that told me that it was a uh, roguelike, but um, well, yeah. actually there was because part of the things you do is you create cards that you feed into a machine with a portal, and the card somehow informs the world that the portal will open up into. So it sounded to me like it was going to design the world, eh? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. So you're feeding the seed in for whatever it's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then the 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 Saints Row character designer for the next Saints Row game is wow. is now available on all platforms. You can go in design yeah. your character before the game comes out. That game looks so generic. It does, but I think that's kind of brilliant. So like people go in there, they check it out, they get the character ready. You're already a little bit invested in this. That's true. And I think it's kind of brilliant. Not that I'm interested, but kind of brilliant. I have never in all my life actually put any effort into a character designer for a game, ever. Ever. You know what? I have with Elden Ring. I played Stock Shepherd. Yeah, I, well, I played. <laughs> I changed I played nothing. Stock Lady Shepherd. I love the look. Short red hair. We're already like ninety percent away. Let's just leave it. Um, Stormvale Angel. I actually went and found like a series of sliders. Like this is what she looks like. Okay, nah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then they showed Warhammer 40k Darktide, which is a sequel to Vermintide, uh, due out September 13th on all platforms. Uh, didn't look bad. Yeah. I thought Vermintide, Vermintide was there. It was there. Uh, Left for Dead. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't bad, or not as bad as most Warhammer games are. That's so weird that Warhammer is this this lore you could literally drown in, and they make bad video games out of it. Yeah. Although Space Marine. The shooter was not bad, and they're making a sequel to that. But the thing so. is, there's so many bad Warhammer games. Oh, I know that you view, that you view the name with suspicion until mm-hmm. a bunch of reviewers insist that it's good, and then I'm going to be like, "Really? Yeah, are you sure?" But <laughs> but given that at that point it's the opposite of the Nintendo bump, we'll see. Mm. Uh, then they announced uh, the next game from Bloober Team, running on Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. Which looked pretty new good. Hotness. Which looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but we haven't actually like what games are out that are running on Unreal Engine Five right now. Um, I actually thought that the medium was UE Five. Oh, you actually played that? I did. Okay, did it look amazing? Um, it looked like it was proof of concept for them trying to make a Silent Hill game, which hey, they got. I mean, they got. Was that announced? Yeah, Bloober is making a Silent Hill game. Did we announce that and I just forgot it? Yes, we talked about it last week. Okay. And my reaction was, Bloober doesn't deserve that. Okay. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, the Layers of Fear people did not. Uh, Layers of Fears will come out early 2023. Uh, they showed Gotham Knights October 25th, but I wasn't able to pay attention to it. I could do something in another room. Then Neil Druckmann came out. He's gotten a haircut now. Thank God. He's got short hair. Um, he announced that Naughty Dog are working on multiple projects, kind of suggesting that he is currently directing something that they haven't announced. Some other thing. Um... They, oh, correction. Uh, the, the medium was running Unreal 4. I was wrong. Okay. Okay. 
then they show one single piece of concept art for The Last of Us Factions, the multiplayer component of The Last of Us 2, that they announced on launch, and we haven't seen for three years. Three years? Two years. Maybe it's two years now. God, it has been like two years. At least. Um, and they show one piece of concept art for it. The piece of concept art was clearly in San Francisco, and apparently we will get a full reveal next year. Or next year. We're excited to show us more next year. It's so its own game now, right? on tender hooks over here. Uh, it's got to be its own release at this point. Yes. They can't just, yeah. That's yeah, certainly what it sounds like. Um, yeah. Apparently they let Druckmann direct an entire episode of the HBO show. Oh, okay. I hope we can Which really, one hates woman the most? I, You'll find out. Yeah. I, hope we can, <laughs> I hope we can really tell which one, and I hope it's terrible. <laughs> uh, Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker both have roles in the HBO show. That's neat. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then they did the official uh, unveiling of The Last of Us Part One. It's coming uh, September second for PlayStation Five. It is in development for PC. Apparently, like 100 percent of the assets in the game were remade from the ground up. They went back to like the original recordings of the performances and redid the animations. Um, all the combat animations, the AI has been redone. Um, I would. I want to hear that all of the gameplay has been redone and all the cutscenes are skippable. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if all of the gameplay has been completely redone and you give me some huge open world areas in this, uh, I might check it out again. If it's just like... Uh, the Last of Us, but better looking. If it, yeah, yeah, if it's just The Last of Us again, better looking, I don't need to be re-traumatized. I've already done the things. Um, yeah, like I've played that game enough. <laughs> I've played The Last of Us I played it a lot. There's no way I played through that game less than ten times, but it was enough. What was that twenty thirteen? Well, the, you can't skip the cutscenes for the second one. Yeah. And if yeah. and if you could have, I totally would have played it because the gameplay of the second one was fantastic. The presentation was fantastic. I loved the playing of that game. I hated uh, having the watching of that game. I hated <laughs> watching of that game. I thought the story was really poorly told. Uh, Sony themselves leaked The Last of Us Part 1 trailer earlier today. It was like a Nintendo Direct channel put it out. Like hours before the release. It was amazing. They did it to themselves. Uh, there is a mechanic in Choose Your Own Horror Game, The Quarry, that lets you undo your action if a character dies. In some cases, this will reverse time by like five minutes. In others, it will take you from Chapter 10 back to Chapter 1. And there is no option to load that save from Chapter 10. <laughs> See, I don't get it. Half those, half the fun of those games for me is, oh shit, I blew it. He died. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's. A, I would not be taking advantage of that. A, no, thank yeah, you. That's yeah. Weird. Way to do it. Uh, Wild West will launch September twentieth on everything but Switch. Which one is that again? Is that that NFT thing? God, that Western one. NFT. It's like an NFT based. Uh, Western that's, multiplayer thing. I don't think so. Let me look quick. Uh, oh gosh, I'm Will Smith first. <laughs> okay, maybe Wild maybe Wild maybe West. Wild West isn't the name of the game. Hang on. Uh, summer. Wild West Online, but this this is a video from 2017. That so can't be it. This looks like. Red Dead Two Online. Fuck. Yeah, okay. You know, I must have whatever I wrote into my uh, into my phone and probably autocorrected. It was probably like Weird West. Oh, I tried oh, that. Weird we West both already tried came that. out. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay, hang on. Everything. <laughs> Add summer games. Live. 
I could go to YouTube Wait. here. September 20th West. I, f- I had forgotten how bad Weird West was. That one was actually like... Evil angry. West. Evil West. Evil West. No, I have not uh, heard of this. Click. Uh, YouTube. Evil. Evil West. Ooh, evil Dead? No, Evil West. Evil West. There's an Evil Dead that came out. Yeah. Yeah, some that... weird asymmetric uh, multiplayer didn't game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, oh, honestly. yeah. So this Evil West looks like a looks like a horror western god of war to me, kind of. Oh, Actually, you can you can have four Bruce Campbells on the game on the field at once. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like, um, yeah, it looked like one of those God of War clones that came out after God of War, but for current gen consoles. And instead, you could just play God of War. Hopefully, but this one, you know, this one could work if it had a lot of style, and the art direction in the trailer just was not quite there for me. This looks mm. campy. That's not a problem. It's just the color palette's very like, very samey. Yeah, and a bit like the, the ne- like all the neon on your powers and everything. I don't know. There's just yeah. something too cartoony about it, to me. That's something I wouldn't mind trying as long as I can do it for free. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. uh, yeah well, if it exists, not everything gets physical releases anymore. It's weird. Sometimes you're trying to find stuff and they just don't they don't get it anymore. Nintendo was working on a sequel to 1-2 Switch, which I think is like a minigame collection for the launch of the Switch. But in mm-hmm. internal testing has been so bad, the company doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you just dispose of it, start over. Pay your people. That's hilarious. Uh, Sony Ben Studio announced this week that they are working on, quote, a new IP that includes multiplayer and builds upon the open world systems of Days Gone, but brings you a whole new world. Yeah. It's not Days Gone, but there'll be big piles of piles of zombies, and uh, what else do you? Yeah, want? <laughs> the, the, the quote "open world systems of Days Gone" sounds interesting. Because what are the unique open world systems of Days Gone? The hordes. The hordes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Capcom confirmed Street Fighter Six runs on the Resident Evil engine. That doesn't surprise me. But I mean, it's well, I mean, it's, it's always doing. It's the same engine. Was it the same engine that they used last game? No, no, I don't remember. Wasn't the what, last one Unreal? Five. It might have been Unreal, yeah. yeah. Uh, they might, they've been just keeping it internal. I mean, RE5 looked really good. I'm sorry, Village looked really good. It did. It, it did, did. But, but what you need for a fighting game is incredible performance. Uh, I mean, I think Village stayed pretty well. Okay, Village ran pretty be... well for how well it looked. Yeah, you're doing, yeah. you're doing a lot less with a Street Fighter game. I, this is I true. Understand that. Um, but I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, w- that's weird that I think a fighting game needs some kind of bespoke engine to work properly. Hmm. I'm like, it's got to be a money issue. Engines. Yeah, it, it's got to be like a money issue. Like they own this already. They're just going to do it this way. Yeah, it's how everything has to run on Frostbite for Bioware. Yeah, except Frostbite's a shit engine. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. Yeah, it, like, it looked really good just, just at the turn of a gen, like three gens ago or two gens ago. It took five years for Andromeda to run right. <laughs> and Evo announced this week that they have been working with PlayStation, Epic Games, and other develop- development partners to reduce input latency in fighting games. That's actually an issue with some of the Unreal Engine games, is that oh. it's like built-in like input latency. Oh, weird. Which, I mean, maybe that's why Capcom's going using RE5. Maybe it's really good for that. I don't know. I have no idea. That explains why I never really enjoyed the feel of Gears of War. 
Well, Gears just feels heavy. Yeah, but now that I know that that's like like the animation. But there's some the, issues the, with input yeah, latency. The animations, yeah. the heavy animations, were informed to cover for the input latency. You know. Ah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad idea. I don't know. Well, it worked. I, I do like. Yeah, it did. I do like slower paced action like The Last of Us. Slower but you didn't enjoy thriller. any of the Gears games. Hmm. No, like you know, shoot this thing. Well, it was close. Shoot this thing. Okay. Shoot this thing. Okay. Shoot this thing. Are you sure? Shoot this thing. Hey, man, there's some things over here. What should I do? Yes. Shoot them. Throw throw a grenade. Hey, buddy, buddy, buddy. There's no hug button. (laughs) Come on. You enjoyed Doom 2016. What were you doing in that game? Shooting Shooting and punching and kicking. (laughs) Ripping and tearing until it was done. Ripping and tearing. Ripping and tearing. Ripping and tearing. But I was also also exploring these awesome levels. And that's why I hated Doom Eternal. Because it wasn't exploring. It was you were funneling forward through Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal still had hidden stuff. Um, yeah, it wasn't anywhere well, near yeah, as but, fun to find yeah, shit. But, yeah, exactly. Like, these weren't interesting levels where the physicality of them. It wasn't like exploring, it wasn't as meaningful as exploring in, uh, you know, fucking Elden Ring. See, I think it was, that was intention because in Doom 2016, don't get me wrong, it's a great game. You could do all sorts of backtracking and lose all of the feel of Doom. Now you're just running around through the environment looking for stuff. Mm. It's not Doom anymore. Whereas Eternal is pushing you forward. All the time. Yeah. Again, to the next encounter. Again, I, I like the opportunity to live in these worlds a bit. Like, I've literally set up camp in a castle in Lindgate. <laughs> I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> An actual tent with, like, you build a fire there, you hang stuff up, do a little gardening. I've, I've, gotten, uh, I've gotten one of these um, um, one of these violins from the, from the cellar guys. The merchants. <laughs> you can actually get one of those? No. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, do, did you yeah. did you ever find out the lore of the merchants in Elden Ring Alex? Why they have those giant back scratchers now? Um, they are part of the tribe um, that was buried. Uh, their tribe basically um, went against the great the Outer Will, the Outer Will that came and created the the Elden Ring and installed mm-hmm. America as God. And the outer will is very much about if anyone disagrees with it, that's fine. You can disagree with me, but I am going to genocide your people. <laughs> and that's what they did with uh, with the merchants. Now, the reason the merchants were bad was because uh, one of them was driven mad by the outer will, and that one became Shabriri, the first um, kind of conduit of the you know the mad flame god who just wants everything to turn to chaos. Um, now that madness spread throughout uh, the merchants' people, basically. And so they were all shut down far beneath Leyendal in a, a buried alive in a ter- horrible tomb. And if you go down there, you can find the best shield in the game. And if you go further, you will be like permanently scarred by the three fingers and bound to the frenzied flame ending. So all of the merchants you find throughout the world are members of that tribe who survived. And still uh, worship Shabriri as a god. And just trade information back and forth. And that's why you can buy um, all of these little information notes from them. Because they're talking to each other about everything that's going on. And you'll find a note from them that says, don't look beneath the capital. Don't go down there. And if you go down there, mm-hmm. you, you kill a Moog. Fantastic. There's there's more than one Moog. They're both bastards. <laughs> 
Anyone wielding that weapon in multiplayer certainly is. Mm-hmm. That, like that candelabra thing? Yes. Does this huge AoE of bleed damage, and if it hits you twice, you die. <laughs> and it's a, it's a massive field of AoE. I'm glad we're still talking about all I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if that new, if that little <laughs> clipping about God of War is right, there's nothing else we're talking about for the rest of the year. Um, Gotham Knights is gonna be fine. Gotham Knights. It's gonna be fine. Midnight Suns is gonna be fine. Callisto Protocol is gonna be good. Looks fucking awesome. The only thing I'm worried about with Callisto Protocol is length. If it's not like 15 hours, I'm gonna be sad. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure if I believe that God of War thing. I don't believe it. Okay, so I do the, not listener, the rumor today is that God of War has slipped to 2023. And a lot of people, a lot of people who tend to know what's going on with rumors are reporting this as like sources are telling us. Um, I don't know. Everything we've heard from the actual developers is that, yes, it is 100% releasing this year. There was never... That's, it's, it's done. They're polishing it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's finished. Yeah, there was never any hesitation about that. Um, never any like, well, we're, we're sure hoping for that. Like, it was just like, yep, it is. It's not 100% coming this year. So I'll feel like I'll be surprised if it turns out that those rumors today are correct. and slipped to I will be very miffed. I will be quite miffed. Like, when are we going to get an announcement about the next Sony State of Play? Because when are you telling us about God of War if it's coming out in the next six months? What have we seen since last, like, E3 thingy? Nothing. We have never seen yep. a shred of gameplay from this game. I'm getting sick of it. No, we have. We had that trailer. There was a trailer with gameplay. In oh, it, yeah. yeah, you're it right. It looked very much like the last game, yeah, but, but it looked amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. More of God of War. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like it made that me... sounds terrible. Well, the thing is, is Horizon is more Horizon, the better. Yeah. And it's just pretty good, you know? I like all the grass-weaving things. Fucking love those uh, Utaro effects. Mm-hmm. Well, but chance there's also Breath of the Wild two, which might be this year. I don't. I doubt this very much. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I don't think Nintendo's even announced a direct. Have they? I thought they had. Well, I, I thought they, they already they pushed it to twenty three. That's what I thought I heard. No, I'm... no, that that's you're thinking of Metroid Prime four, which no longer has a date. No, I'm think I thought I was thinking Breath of the Wild two. Could be. Uh, they pushed it. I'm in no rush to be, you know, non plus by another Nintendo game. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. Google's telling me 2023. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't need uh, that game. This was confirmed by Zelda series producer uh, E.G. Ah, Onuma okay. in a video announcement in March 2022. All right, so that's fine. That does not honestly bother me. Yeah, but if God of War is pushed to 2023, then it's not going to be in contention for Game of the Year. Breath of the Wild 2 would be. Unless it's fucking incredible. That's bullshit. I already, I, I'm already calling bullshit on that. You're not wrong, but I'm so tired of the Nintendo bonus. I, too, am tired, tired. of the Nintendo bonus, but uh, Breath of the Wild did convert me. It just took, like, multiple tries. I rebuffed Breath of the Wild repeatedly. Like, <laughs> no, you're not pretty enough. I don't like weapon degradation. I still don't like weapon degradation. My music is so good. There's so much you haven't seen. Fuck you! <laughs> come back come back it'll be fine see you, no. you like it don't you god damn it I love it <laughs> I love it that's alright alright man top right. selling oh, thing oh. on Steam is Steam Deck even though you won't be able to get it until October oh, yeah. I forgot about mm. those forgot about those other two uh, or those other couple announcements today uh, mm. 
Xbox, the official Xbox Twitter, was putting out their, um, I mean, this isn't about abortion rights, but they were putting out the thing about their pride controller, and they got some, you know, some dick responses back, like someone said, no one asked for this, and Xbox responded, no one asked you to reply, but here we are. Uh, someone else replied, L controller, and Xbox replied, it's actually LGBTQ. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, and then oh. Cult of the Lamb has a release date. August oh, for what is it? Isaac. For, no, Cult of the Lamb. Like, Cult of the Lamb. You're like a little lamb. Possessed lamb. Possessed yeah. By oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, coming August 11th to all platforms. Sweet. Like, fucking, yeah. Yeah, there's something to look forward to. And I still believe, I still have faith in God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, it's been it seems a little like, too much. On, let's Let's just... God of War. April 20... Okay, so the last one came out April 20, 20, 2018, and they said they were really happy that the next one wouldn't take as long. <laughs> that might be cramming two games into one of this one, because they said this is it. It's not a trilogy. It's This is it. Well, maybe. Maybe they so. decided they needed more. Because if there's one thing I really don't want for another God of War game to have to choose, it's whether or not we should keep this big fight in the middle like we did in, I want to say, God of War 3, and certainly God of War Ragnarok, and cut this amazing, huge, balls-to-the-walls, incredible thing at the end. And they always cut that incredible thing at the end. And it never reaches the heights of God of War 1 or 2. Like, it just doesn't. It hasn't in years. And they need to make the right choice again with this one, please. <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. thank you. Spend the money. Yeah. Spend and the so money. If, if that's where it's getting pushed in 2022, and that's what it'll take to get me that, Fucking push it to 2025. I don't care. Stop making that mistake. <laughs> all right. That's about all I got. All I got. That's about it. Alex, enjoy your new place. I do. I really do. It's nice and quiet. Like, even with this construction going on right outside, you can't hear it. It's great. Oh, it's really good. This is a house or an apartment or what? Is it's it? a townhouse with townhouse. really good okay. soundproofing. Nice. Neighbors are not too close, I'm hoping. Oh, they're on the other side of the wall. But they moved in yesterday, and I didn't hear a thing. Oh, even better. Yeah. Crank that volume. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, listeners, this is what it's like when all three of us are together. I hope you appreciate this. better time. I do. I do. (laughs) All right. In that case, Alex, thank you for being here. Yeah, I will be here from every Thursday here on out. Hey, Chance, thank you for talking. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's worth the money. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week.